All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. It is always with me. Today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 220. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite each and every one of you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write our show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. And as always... This is a video podcast, so you can actually watch this podcast over on a YouTube channel. And like I said earlier, make sure you subscribe to that and check it out if you want to check it out that way. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 a month patron, get your free die-cut vinyl sticker, and support our show, and we will give you a shout-out. With all that out of the way, Mr. Jake Peters, how are you doing on this Sunday evening? I'm doing fine. Uh, been busy the past couple of days. And the weather, it's been raining all day, but it kind of cleared up around, I don't know, 4 o'clock. So been outside for the past couple of hours. I like Sort it. of enjoying the... I always like that, you know, I mean, it's not quite summertime yet, but you know that like, like post-rain... <laughs> yeah. When it's like sunny out after it rains and it's kind of like getting into evening. And it and just, smells a little bit that, like rain still? Smells like rain. And there's that kind of that cool breeze to the air. So I took the dogs out and, you know, playing with them and everything and just kind of sat on the swing on the porch a little bit, which was awesome. Uh, other than that, mm, not much. Just generally sore from doing stuff i spent all day yesterday doing yard work and then went for a motorcycle ride and just those two things combined um decided to wreak havoc on my back so my back is feeling a little shitty today but other than that doing pretty good how about you yeah yeah about the same really i i went and did a lot of lawn prep you know piggybacking off of our earlier conversations about how I am not very good at maintaining my yard despite the little effort it would actually require. My front yard's looking awesome. So in between snow, I threw down some of this weed and feed stuff on my front yard. And um, my front yard's really small. It's not very big. But, you know, so there's really no excuse to have it look like garbage. And you've you've driven this home point home with me, and I do agree. But I have struggled because I get a lot of like foot traffic on the sidewalk. So like, you know, people don't. You know, what you should do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I. I don't know. If, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. For whatever reason, I was thinking about your yard, and uh, <laughs> your yard is so small. Yeah. And I know this would this would be this might be a little bit maybe I don't I don't know if it would be more work or less work, but you could almost make. The majority of your front yard just landscaping. Yeah. You could just r- pull all the grass up so you don't have to fuck with it anymore <laughs> and just put like mulch down and have it go all the way up to your house and have yeah. like some perennial flowers and shit. I think it would look dope and you wouldn't have to mow anymore. Just pull weeds yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Well, I guess it, what I was getting at was almost the opposite. Is it like I'm enjoying the lawn care out front now? Because I actually, the front yard, the front lawn, like not the strip that is close to the road on the other side of the sidewalk, but the side, my lawn, it looks good. I put some weed and feed down. Uh, and they always say to do it like, you know, obviously you're supposed to do it after the snow 
was pretty much gone, right? So we had a couple surprise 60-degree weather days, 70-degree days, where the weather was great. And I was like, you know what? I have like a quarter of a bag of this shit from last year when I tried. Like, I tried and it failed because I waited. I waited until all the snow was gone and then used it. But at that point, the way our weather is, is your dandelions already start growing. Your clover already starts fucking growing. And then it will snow on it, right? And then it's like, oh, well, I can't put weed and feed down yet because, you know, it's snowing and all this bullshit. And the bag says to wait and do this at these certain times. In our area, dude, you got to throw that shit down the first nice day that you have. You got to just put it yeah. down. And I did it. In my front yard, it looks fantastic. The grass is almost the greenest in my neighborhood. It's fucking just like boom awesome. So anyways, what I did this weekend was I went and I bought some mulch. And I got some more of uh, Scott's triple action. And uh, they say not to use it if it's going to rain because it just washes all that shit off the the weeds and stuff. My backyard needs some work. So I was going to try to fuck with the backyard a little bit, even though the dog, that's his hood, and that's where he hangs out, and he will inevitably always kill grass. But I want it to be better than what it is back there. But I can't put that shit down because it's raining, and it's supposed to rain all week, so now I have to wait till Saturday. And it's like, oh, use it as soon as the dandelions start coming up. And it's like, by fucking Saturday, my yard's going to be covered in them because it's just raining nonstop all week, so I can't use it. But anyways, I got into that. What else did I do? Uh, went to my buddies. Uh, I, re- I recorded a record for my friends called. Uh, they played a band called Sunday at the Station. I recorded their album. They had a record release show Saturday. No, yes, yesterday, last night. Yeah, last night at seven thirty. So I went over there for two hours. I tried to get a motorcycle ride in, but uh, the listeners may or may not know I ride around on my parents' bikes when I have the chance. They both have Harleys, and my mom's eight eighty three was plugged wasn't plugged in because I had already had it out a few times. And I was like, hey, uh, since you've got the dog, I'm just going to take the bike and rip around Tamarack and just kind of enjoy the weather before I go to the show. This is last night. I get on the bike. I, you know, back it out of the garage, uh, you know, turn the engine switch on and try to fucking turn it on. It's like, and I'm like, ah, God damn it. It wasn't turning over. And she has problems with the battery on that bike. So I didn't go for a ride this weekend and I'm kicking myself now because it's going to rain all week. I'm just so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. You know what's funny is I, uh, Sarah and I went for a ride on Saturday, yesterday, and uh, we got the bike out. We went down. Basically, I I was getting towards the end of I the bike didn't have hardly any gas in it. So the first mm-hmm. thing I did was I went down into Jamestown and got gas and uh, started up. Went down there, filled her up, shut it off to fill it up. Wouldn't start. After I got it filled up, mm. I got a brand new battery in there. That sucks. So, so, but I have a one of those lithium ion jump packs mm-hmm. that are like really tiny, but they're like really powerful for how small they are. Yeah. And the the new bike we got has saddlebags on it, so I just keep it in there. Oh, dude, that's smart. and I just like literally like pulled it out, hooked it up, bike started right up, <laughs> and then. We just went for a ride for like an hour and a half, and then I was like, "We just we just can't stop anywhere before we go back home because right. I don't know if the bike's going to restart." I think there's there might there might be something wrong with the charging circuit on the bike that's making the battery not charge yeah. while we're while we're riding, but I don't know. It, it's 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 weird. It's Batteries a frustrating are fucking annoying. I, I wish they I wish motorcycles still had kickstarts. 
but they don't. Mm. So, uh, and I get it. Like, it would be hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. For even for someone, you know, that's a good size, it would be hard to kickstart a 1500cc V twin. I mean, that's a big engine to be kicking over manually. But just having that option, if the fucking battery dies, like, it's kind of annoying that, like, modern motorcycles and cars, they have no, you have no option for starting it if the Ma- battery a manual dies. start yeah and i and i always thought like the kickstart on the motorcycles look awesome like when people use them it just looks yeah. badass right seeing someone like just fucking kickstart a bike looks cool so but yeah i hear you. like those old like uh i think those old hondas like those cafe racers don't they have those some of them um i mean a lot of basically like any CB bike bikes. that's over any bike that's over like 25 30 years old yeah. is going to have a kickstart i mean they usually they'll have like a a lot of them will have unless, unless they're super old they'll also have an electric start but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's just they don't even like i guess starter technology has gotten so good and stator technology has gotten so good that they just don't even bother putting a manual yeah. backup on the bikes anymore but it's sort of irritating yeah. if something like that happens because you're fucking stranded i mean I, well like when like, you and sarah were out on a ride if you would have stalled that somehow you know you could have been really boned man you know if you would have stalled out or, or screwed up on yeah the, i mean stop, i have the, go. what's weird though is that like i we rode for an hour and a half mm-hmm. and i got home shut the bike off and like 15 minutes later started it again because i was messing with it to see like if i could figure out why it wasn't and it just it started right up so Mm -hmm. i don't know what the fuck is going on i might need to actually take it somewhere but um which is annoying because i just bought it but yeah whatever i'm sure i'm sure it's something fucking stupid i hope you had a nice ride no it was it was great i mean i put a new windshield on the bike and i'm not really sure how i feel about it but it's uh something new so that's cool i don't know it's always Fun to get out and ride, though. Cool, cool. Well, let's talk about video games a little bit today. This is episode 220 of Place PS. This is awesome. I almost said PlayStation. This is awesome. Um, but so the games that I'm playing, Jake, I, I will say that I finally beat The Last of Us 2 a second time. A couple quick points about this, and I'll talk about the other game I'm playing, or, or tried at least, is I looked at the trophy list for The Last of Us Part 2, and it looks really digestible. The only two trophies that I, I I don't know if they're required for the platinum I haven't figured this out yet because I read online that you can get the platinum in two playthroughs um, so I'm, I'm essentially I've been reduced to a collectathon in this game right that, that's where I'm at I've, I've done all the character level ups did all the other things a little thing it's not really a big trophy list it's just a long game finding all of the coins and all of the cards in all of the artifacts is where I'm at in order to get all of the trophies for The Last of Us Part Two, outside of the two that are paired, if you go to the trophy list, under Grounded Mode. Grounded Mode, I believe, is the mode that has like a no respawn. Like you can't die or something. I'm sure that there's a... I'm sure that like it's not fucking permadeath, but it's probably... I think, I think it's like per a- chapter. You have to it's, get through yeah, each encounter, each chapter without dying or something. It's yeah, it's, grounded mode is like the the bonkers mode. It's like I don't know if it's supposedly 
more hard than Survivor difficulty or if it's the same. I, I have no idea. So I'm not sure if I need to get those trophies to platinum the game. And, it, and I don't think I do. So it's kind of a cheap platinum in a way. But it's also, I mean, like to get the platinum of that game, you essentially do have to play it twice to level up all the character stuff and get all of the weapon upgrades if, if you, you know, there's no way you're going to get all that in one playthrough unless you're super, super thorough. So, I mean, you're going to throw at least 55 hours into this game to platinum it, which seems reasonable. But so I'm there and two things. I got to the end again, and this is going to be very, very minor spoilers. I got to the very end of the game. And I hate kicking off the show with with any kind of spoilers, and I feel like we might lose listeners. But I just wanted to voice this. So the way that this game works is that there's a progression system for your character. And you pick up, like, looks like little pills or whatever in the game. That's how they keep track of how many points you have to spend to upgrade your character. It looks like a little pill. And I forgot to continuously upgrade my character in the second half of the game. I just didn't even think about it. And then I got to a point where I couldn't be that character when I remembered, oh, shit, I need to upgrade that person. But I have already played my new game plus past that point. And I was like, how do I fucking go back now? I don't know how to go back. So it took me a really long time. You have to have like the most recent game you've played loaded. And then you have to go back to the menu. And then you have to... Then it will give you an option to load a chapter from that playthrough. And it gets kind of fucking convoluted. So then I had to go back to a point where I was that character and just hope that I had enough of those pills to upgrade the character. And as soon as I did, I I popped the trophy. Um, So that's kind of weird. I do like how they break down each... So they, they break it down into like Seattle Day 1, Seattle Day 2... And then on the right, as you're going through the chapters, it'll say artifacts found, like four of five, coin, coins found, five of five, uh, cards found, blah, 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 right? It'll give you the breakdown. And then you click on Seattle Day 1 or Seattle Day 2, and then it opens it up into even a sub-menu of different encounters. It segments that out even further because it knows the game's so fucking long. And then it'll say, okay, three of... Three, three of three, one of one, two of three, and then you can like, okay, I want to play that little snippet and try to find the missing coin I didn't get, right? So I think it's going to be easy to go backwards. The problem I'm running into is, is that if I want to do this to get all of the, the cards and all of the coins, I have to literally work backwards from the end of the game back towards the beginning of the game by loading these encounters because if you load an encounter let's say Seattle Day 1, you can't jump back into the menu and load Seattle Day 3 from that point in the game. So you have to, like, just get the coin. The game somehow fucking tracks it that you got it. And then you got to reload that end-of-the-game save that you have, go back to the menu, go back to the encounter, and then it'll bring up all the encounters up to that point in the save. So, like, there's no quick way to jump through this unless you do it from, like, Day three, day two, day one, day three, day two, day one. And you got to go backwards that way. So my problem is, is the next one in progression, I've missed like five things and it's going to take me a chunk of time to get. So I've kind of put it on pause because I wanted to skip to the, the quicker ones, but I can't. So now I have now I'm kind of waiting till I have some time to do this. But 
I'll tell you that. And then on top of that, I am way less connected to feeling any kind of emotions my second playthrough of this game because I already know what's happening. That's why I was saying earlier that, like, if you just play this through a second time, you're going to respect it as a game and not so much as being, like, caught up in the bullshit of, like, oh, I wish they wouldn't have done this. I wish they... Like, it's just fucking good. It's a good game. It's very well made. So, but right. yeah, by the end of the game, I I mean, the first time I played it, I was, I was near tears at the very, very end. And I was like, holy fuck, you know, I think it affected everyone in a similar way, one way or the other. It was an emotional game. And uh, the second time I played through, I was like, all right, yep, there's the end. <laughs> like, I know that yeah. happens. Yeah, not a big deal. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything else. But I think playing through a second time, I kind of have an idea of what they could do for DLC for this if they're going to do it or if they're doing a factions or if there's been speculations that Naughty Dog are going to rule out um, not rule out like not include but to roll out is like make it happen they're going to roll out uh, the remake of The Last of Us and then include the new factions with that all in one so that that could be a news point Um, but the other game I'm playing or had played was detached, and this was the PSVR game, and I forgot to mention it. I played it two weeks ago, and I like what it did, man. But like, I'm really not. I'm not like super like stoked about it or anything. I I was really into the idea of like floating around in space and how peaceful that might be, and it is. It's fine, but there's just something that feels really dated about it already for a PSVR game. And uh, I like it, um, but it's not worth the hassle. I think if my shit was already just hooked up, like I had to swap out HDMI channels on my TV. I had to do the breakout box. I had to connect the thing. had to make – I actually just used – I used the DualSense controller. And then I, what I forgot, the, the biggest thing, the biggest reason not to play PSVR on the PS5 is when you start a PSVR game on the PS5, it says, oh, you should probably be using a DualShock 4 because of the light bar and it's like Mm -hmm. i'm not fucking hooking a ds4 up to my ps5 and syncing it and all this bullshit it's just a pain in the ass on top of everything else so i used the dual sense controller and it worked fine for this game but i I don't know and it's a shame because moss 2 came out and I, i really wanted to play that but if they don't release that on the new psvr what a shame but anyways, that's what I've played, and uh, I don't know, man. Go ahead. Tell, tell me what you're digging into. I know that we're going to get less and less time with video games, as we've already talked about on the show, as summer hits. But I'm, I'm curious to hear what you were playing this week. So, first of all, it just started storming like a motherfucker here. So, if all of a sudden the connection ends or I'm gone, either a tornado blew my house away and I'm dead, or... I just lost power. Fair enough. So just throwing that out there. Um, I appreciate the but, heads up. Uh, yeah. So, but what I, I mean, I'm still playing Elden Ring. I, I, I feel like I might be at the end of my experience with it. Not that I'm going to beat it. It was a very, very, very long shot that I would ever beat this game just because of the, the difficulty of it. I'm doing very well in the game. Um, but I got to be honest, my biggest problem with this game is something that a lot of people like about it. And that is that there's zero direction in the game whatsoever. 
You know, people like the fact that it's this open world that doesn't hold your hand and you just discover things and all of that, which is great. But I have to, like, go online and look up, like, you know, what's the next best bad guy to go after, you know? Right. Instead of just, like, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that my time is limited and I don't want to spend fucking 10 hours going you know, fighting my way to this boss that I think I should do next just to find out that, oh, it would have been easier if I just spent that time going this way and I could have gotten that boss and it wouldn't have been so bad. So, like, the way that I was thinking about this earlier is it's kind of like, so, like, if, if you know, people on the show that listen to the show know that I'm a huge Skyrim fan. So the thing that's great about Skyrim versus... uh you know, Elden Ring, for example, is that Skyrim gives me that sense of discovery, that sense of exploration, that sense of finding things I never expected to be there. But it also has guided quest lines that like gives me objectives and things to do and all this stuff where I'm like feeling a continuous sense of accomplishment. Mm. I've been playing this game for 25 hours and I have zero sense of accomplishment at all in this game. <laughs> and, and like, I feel like, I feel like I haven't, I seriously, I feel like I have not accomplished anything. I feel like I've been running around. I've been killing bad guys. Yeah. Have I gotten better at, you know, fighting enemies? Have I become more powerful? Am I now capable of going farther into the game? Yes. All this is true, but like, you know, even when you think of a game like, um, you know, Mega Man or something like that, where it's like, you know, there's no like crazy story or whatever. And the, like the game's really hard. So a lot of the accomplishment is overcoming the difficulty of the game, which I say, which I would think is a, like a major thing with Souls games. In Mega Man, at least, it's like every stage has a story, even if it's just visual, right? You have this theme of enemies and then you have a bad guy at the end and you know like when you get there like this is the point is i'm getting to this bad guy so i can get this power to move on to this next bad guy and there's like and also the game like you could beat the whole fucking game in like two hours whereas like elden ring it's like okay i've been playing for 25 hours and i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing and i you know i've i've beaten all of the the basically the the main you know the the main and optional bosses and the entry area i've beaten godric i've you know i've mm. cleared the the first big castle and all that stuff and and i've you know done a bunch of shit but at the same time i'm just like i don't, I don't know what i'm doing like i can't tell you how many times i've booted up this game and i spend that just like Okay, I'm going to go out and just kill some guys, and then now I'm going to level up my character. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but I don't feel like – like there's no – like in other RPGs, right, there might be a skill tree where it's like, okay, you know, if I level up to this level, then I can unlock this skill, which will give me this new like play style that I can kind of play with, whereas – with this game, it's just, and I get that there's a lot of that in Elden Ring, but you like it just doesn't tell you literally anything, and you have to figure it all out on your own. Mm. So I've been having to use a bunch of guides and stuff, and since I'm using guides, I feel like I'm just following instructions for like how to build an IKEA fucking furniture. So like it's, 
I still think the game is great. It's not a fucking 97. I don't know what the hell is going on with Metacritic. People, I mean, I get it that like maybe this game isn't targeted towards me. It's not my gameplay or whatever. But, you know, to me, it's it's a it's still a great game. I won't I won't throw that. I won't give that away. And I still like the game a lot. But like my other problem with it too is I've been playing the game for 25 hours and half of the armor that I'm wearing is still the armor that I started the game with. (laughs) I have not found armor to replace the armor that I'm wearing. And I don't like, to me, that seems, that seems bad. It's bad game design. Like, why would you, you know, for somebody like I, I get like leaving a lot up to the character to figure out. But you gotta have like, like little things, the little carrots on the stick, like pieces of armor that maybe it's not at, maybe it's not like way better, but maybe it's like, oh, if I use this, it's a little bit better here, so that like I can change my playstyle right. a little bit or whatever. And I don't know, man. I I think that this game really. It's impressive to me how well this game is selling. It's impressive to me how many people are beating this game. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like this game would be so much better. This game, I think, sold like 10 million copies in the first month or something like that. I bet if, if it was just a little bit more accessible and there was a little bit more guidance and a little bit more carrot on the stick for you... It could have sold 20 million copies in the first month. Yeah. And I I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to be sour grapes. I, I, the game should be what it wants to be. If this is the way the designers want it, that's great. That's the way that it should be. But in terms of my experience, I'm getting frustrated in the game because I feel like I just – I'm constantly just doing the same thing over and over. It, it feels to me like – grinding a jrpg but without like the story and everything that kind of pushes me forward of grinding right so other than just basically leveling up yeah because the other thing about this game too is that like the grinding is different because if you die you lose all your fucking xp unless you can go find it and not get killed a second time so that's like the other part of it that makes it a little – because if it was just like, oh, I died, but I can just keep going and keep leveling up and keep leveling up, and the grinding was a little bit easier, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. But, yeah, I think that like this game, if it had a little bit more guidance, a little bit more – like I keep saying like carrot on the stick, mm-hmm. like it could be so much better. But I think that like I've been thinking about what my next game is going to be, and I think – not positive on this – but I think I might play Guardians of the Galaxy next. Oh, so do you so own I'm it? not. I, I, it's it's available on Game Pass, so I might play it there. Um, but uh, I I I don't know yet, so don't hold me to that. But that's one of the things I've been seriously considering. If at the very least, I might go back to Infernax or the other game that I was playing. But those games are like really great work travel games so like i kind of want to just leave those those for when i'm like traveling for work but uh yeah so so we'll see um but the other thing and it's not a game but it's game related i watched the uncharted movie this weekend oh 
because it's they finally made it available digitally. Why don't you just and talk so, real quick about it? Yeah, because I already talked about mine, my my opinion of it. Let's just get into so, it. So, um, so first of all, I wish they would just release them fucking digitally right off the bat because one of the things that I really enjoyed about, like, I waited until it was available digitally, and it was awesome for for two reasons. One, I didn't have to go to the theater. Because I just don't like doing that. I mean, I know like a lot of people love going to the theater and that's fine. But personally, I don't really care to watch movies in the theater. So it was awesome that I could that I could watch it at home. But the second thing was that because I ordered it digitally, it enabled me to watch it more than once. So I actually watched it twice this weekend because much like you were talking about with The Last of Us, one of the things that I wanted to do with the Uncharted movie play like like watch through or whatever you want to fucking call it is i wanted to watch it once to get my initial like rea- like gut reaction out of the way based on like how they portrayed these beloved characters sure. and how they fucked up the games and all this stuff get that out of the way and then watch it a second time where like now that i'm not reacting to it anymore i can appreciate the movie for what it is so after doing that I'll say this. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's not a great movie by any means. I mean, I think it's even a stretch saying that it's a good movie. It's fun, though. It's it's entertaining. I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. But my biggest problems with it are, one, I think that, uh, I'll say positive first. I think that, Tom Holland's portrayal of Nathan Drake is actually pretty good. Yeah. I don't think that it's the same as Nolan North and all of that, but I think that Tom Holland as Nathan Drake is, is like an interesting, you know, parallel universe uncharted take, you know what I mean? Where it's like, what if we altered his origin story a little bit and we made Nathan Drake like this and Tom Holland is the guy like, that's great, and I'm glad that they picked him up because he did a really good job in the movie, and I think him being in it really made the movie successful because a lot of like teenage girls and stuff fucking love Tom Holland, so yeah. it was a really great business decision on uh, on um, Sony's part. The and, and uh, um. What do I want to say? Oh, the the selection for Chloe, I think her name was uh, like something Ali. Ali was her last name. I can't remember. It was like Stephanie or, or I don't remember what her first name was. But she's a pretty good take on Chloe. Um, I think that the weakness in terms of character, to, the character portrayal was the Solly cast mm. with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, not that Mark Wahlberg did a bad job acting in the movie he did a fine job acting in the movie he just his portrayal his version of victor sullivan did not align with the way that we like in any capacity with the way that we feel about victor sullivan in the games and i get that you know this is not really a spoiler but this movie is sort of a it could be taken as a prequel to any of the video game stories just in the way that it lines up. And at the end, there's like, you know, some post-credit stuff where they allude to maybe the next movie being about Drake's fortune, which is the first game. And 
that post credit scene, I thought was like, and it's like literally one minute long, is the first time in the entire movie <laughs> where Sully was like Sully. He had the clothes on, he had the mustache on, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So, like, I'm optimistic for the next movie, how it's going to play out. Mm, mm-hmm. But I will say that I think the movie's fun. I think it has some pretty serious pacing issues. Uh, I think that what they should have done, as opposed to make it like literally action for two hours straight, they should have tightened up some of the action shit in like the the middle third of the movie and added a little bit more character development to make us care about the relationship of the characters a little bit more um the other thing that i'll say about it that i didn't really appreciate is that they and and i think this ties into what i just said is that there's a little too much like backstabby shit going on between everybody like I get that they're trying to play right. they're I get that they're trying to play up the whole like no honor among thieves thing and yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> but like uh it it like it's like too much. Like they should have just said like okay, now that now that we're a team, we just trust each other and we're fighting the bad guys. Like they should have just made it that and I know that's a little cliche. But I think it would have made the movie better. It would have made the pacing better. It would have made us care a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, the one final thought that I have was that I really feel like they, 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 Antonio Banderas's character. I feel like they did him dirty, pretty bad, in the movie. And I'm not going to say what happens because I don't want to spoil it for the people that haven't seen it. But. Um, like they literally, you know, I'm sorry if this is spoiling it for anyone, but they make his character literally irrelevant in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like after this main major thing happens, right. like later in the movie, after that happens, you realize like, and Sarah and I were talking about this after we watch it, like he could have literally not been in the movie at all and it would have been the same movie. Right. So like, it sucks because Antonio Banderas is such a big get for them, like mm-hmm. name wise and recognition wise with the movie. Like they should have made him more than what he was. And he's a good actor, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he does have that like super rich, like, like villain character kind of vibe to him. Like they should have just gone farther with it. But anyway, that's all I say about it right now. Um, but I will say pleasantly surprised by the movie. I did enjoy it. I thought it was better uh then i expected the whole fucking papa john's thing was atrocious but other than that you don't remember that part remember where that he's part. like no where like uh it's just like this obnoxious product placement where solly's oh. like solly's like where they're doing the two keys like the one above and the one okay below. yeah like okay so like and that's minor 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 spoiler but where Sully's just like on the phone with Nate and he's like, I'm literally in a Papa John's right oh, now. Right, and and right. I'm just like, fucking come on, seriously. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, good That's movie. Funny. I do recommend that everyone see it. And I am honestly like after watching this, I'm stoked for the second movie. Yeah, I think it'll be good. But I thought it was good. I, I, when you said it was good, I didn't believe you at all. I didn't believe this movie was going to be good <laughs> at all. When I watched it, when I heard about it and saw all the promotional footage, um, but I am pretty excited to see what they do with it. I'm glad. Uh, like, think about 
how bad it could have been, right? And what we got, like we, I, they, they did it. They did a fine job. <laughs> it makes honestly, it makes me excited for the Last of Us TV show. Yeah, especially because the Last of Us TV show HBO is doing it, and Neil Druckmann is involved with the writing. Mm. So I am really excited to see what they do with that show. Now I'm less excited about the show itself because I don't really like dramatic television. It's not really my thing, right? but I'm excited that it's going to be good and well done. Yeah. Excuse me. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, and there, that's all I have to say. Yeah, about there was that. a blurb about, um, Pedro Pascal saying like, he didn't really play through the last of us games. And people were like really upset that he didn't do that. And he just said like, he wanted to, Bring to the character what the director wanted him to bring to the character. What I feel like he did, he, he did, did some watchthroughs. I, I think watch. I don't know. Well, he tried to. My understanding, based on the story that I saw, was that he tried to play it, and he couldn't fucking play because he doesn't play video games. And I think we take for granted like how easy it is for us to control the, yeah. the characters with those controls that look control and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know just like watching Sarah try to play Bioshock was like the fucking most hilarious thing on the planet. But also it reminds me like how hard it is to actually control these characters. But he tried to play it, but he couldn't. So he let his, I think it was his nephew. Um, and then uh, he seemed to watch his nephew play it for a while enough to get a sense of the character Mm -hmm. and then he pulled himself away so he wasn't copying joel like i can believe that from an actor's perspective i think so well hey let's uh listen to our awesome advertisement jake and then uh, we'll come back and talk about some news welcome to the ps this is awesome patreon page for those of you that don't know my name is fred oakman and i'm jake peters and we're a playstation podcast currently in our 10th year Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting and patreon p.s this is awesome let's first things first let's get into the test your playstation general knowledge issue number eight on push square they have another thing up and anyone who listens to the podcast knows we like to take these quizzes and we are generally uh kicking ass so let's do this quiz real quick and then we'll then we'll hop to the news if that works for you 
Uh, yeah, let me pull it up so I can follow along here. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right, you got it there. You ready? Yes. Question one of 15, PlayStation Quiz. Folks, you guys can play along with us if you'd like. What does the word Sekiro from Sekiro Shadows That Twice translate to in English? One-armed wolf, undying beast, fleet-footed warrior, or shadow demon? I feel like the, the picture gives it away, and I'm going to say one-armed wolf. What do you mean? I haven't played Sekiro. He's got two arms, doesn't he? Yeah, but see, see his one arm is like fucking... Looks like not bone real. or something. Let's do one-arm wolf. Got it. Boom. I'm glad it's not a one-arm scissor. All right. In Skyrim, question 2 of 15. That's an after driving reference. 2 of 15. In Skyrim, which playable race has the Berserker Rage power? Is it the Dark Elf, the Khajiit, the Orc, or the Nord? It's the Orc. Boom. Jake's killing it. Never played Skyrim. What nationality is Sniper Elite protagonist Carl Fairburn? And which nation's military does he serve? Americans serving the French military, British serving the Italian military, Americans serving the UK military, or Germans serving the US military? So, given that he has a star on his arm He's got a US, and, yeah. his, and his name is Carl with a K, I'm going to say German serving US military. 100%, I'm agreeing with that. No! American serving the UK. That's I guess that's maybe. Just wrong. I don't that's know. Just wrong. Is that who, one of the Who fuck what American spells their Carl with a K? Yeah, that is fuck that noise. I I uh contest this uh this question. You're killing me. All right. I say well, we get a half a point for that. Yeah, not really, but we do. All right, question <laughs> four and fifteen. In which chronological order did these Telltale Games titles release in? Walking Dead first series. Batman the Telltale series. So this is one of the orders. So the game, the games are uh, Tales from the Borderlands, Wolf Among Us, Batman, and The Walking Dead. I think The Walking... Oop, Telltale, Batman, Tales... I'm going to say Walking Dead is first. It's... I think it's... The Walking Dead, Wolf. The Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, and Batman. I th- I think I th- that's think what you're is. right, and that's the one I like. Let's go with it. Boom, got it. Good job. We we agreed. Question five of fifteen: Which company published PS1 JRPG Wild Arms in North America in Europe? Was it Sega, Square Enix, Capcom, or Sony Computer Entertainment? I played this too within the last ten years. I do not know the answer to this. I think to be it's, honest with you. I think it's Sega. But part of me thinks it's also Capcom. I mean, I don't neither of those are like huge. I know they're not. It's definitely publishers. not Square Enix. So maybe Sony Computer Entertainment. I really thought it's definitely I think it's Capcom. You sure? No, I'm not sure. Not not even close to being sure. <laughs> I don't remember the Sega screen coming up when I played this game, and and I don't think it was Square Enix because that's too obvious. And it could be Sony Computer Entertainment because we're on a Push Square site, which is a Sony PlayStation site. But then it's like that's almost too obvious. I I want to go. I'm leaning Capcom, which is weird for a JRPG, but I. It's probably square, dude. I don't know. I I can't help you, man. God, 
I'm gonna. Go. I play. I played a little bit of Wild Arms, but I, I should go with my gut of Sega. But I'm gonna click Capcom. Damn it! It's Sony. Fuck! Are you kidding me? Uh, this is gonna be a bad one. We, we've been too lucky for too long. It's like uh, we all went a long time without getting COVID, and we all got it. What are the names of the playable monsters in PS1 title Rampage World Tour? Uh, it's George, Lizzie, and Ralph for yep. sure. All right. What are the boss enemies in Dead Cells called? I don't know. I never played it. Keepers, amplifiers, mutators, or destroyers. I think it's probably mutators, but go ahead. Did you play Dead Cells? Uh, I didn't play Dead Cells. Um, Keepers, probably. Keepers sounds good. But I'm thinking about cells and then mutating cells, right? I don't know, man. You want to go mutators? Can we do mutators? And then if it's keepers, you can just rub it in. Okay. God damn it! It's fucking keepers! God, I should have listened to you. I just kept thinking of, like, goals. We're going to totally bomb this this quiz. Who is this Street Fighter V character pictured? Uh, Yeah, none of these questions. None of these questions other than fucking Rampage and Telltale and Skyrim. Okay, so I have no idea. I, I haven't played... I think it's literally. Is it? I I haven't played this character. Does not like I said. The last Street Fighter game I played was Super Street Fighter Two. Although we did play that like one, like little tournament thing. Yeah, Street Fighter Four, a long time ago. For the listeners, there's a dude in like uh, long, kind of like long sandals, and he's got like boots. Ooh, I hear the thunder now. These boot things going on, and then he's got like a red scarf and a blue like, I don't know, like. Japanese kind of outfit on. He's got long brown hair. I'm going to go Yurian. Yurian. Nope. Ziku. Fuck, man. We are so bad at this. What year did PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan join Sony as part of Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe? Uh, 94, 99, 2005, 2012. Jim Ryan. I think he's been there a long time. 05, maybe? Mm, I think he's been there longer than that. Okay. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Just put it in 94. 94? Got it. Boom. Fucking right. Good deal. The original Max Payne takes place in what U.S. city? New York, Miami, Chicago, or Los Angeles? It's Chicago. I, I think it's Chicago. I didn't play Max, but the original Max Payne. We talked about this. On it's the show. New York or Chicago. I'm gonna go Chicago. Watch it be L.A. or some shit. God damn it! It's New York. Everything takes place in New York, man. But I don't know. Do you know of a single video game that takes place in Chicago? I don't know of one. I somebody's gonna probably roast me about it, but yeah. Chelsea just sent me a text. She goes, "Did you hear that? It sounded like a gunshot." No, that was thunder. Um. All right. In the main Danganronpa games, what does the player use to call out lies or inconsistencies during class trials? Banana pills, truth bullets, blade of objection, or the call out cannon? I'm going to say the blade of objection. Nope. It's the truth bullets. Dude, we are Uh, fucked. Here, we got this one. In PS3, shooter resistance, what kind of weapon is the bullseye? Sniper rifle, submachine gun, a harpoon gun, or a homing missile? It's the homing missile thing. 
Remember, you you hit it, you tag it, and then you can shoot anywhere, and the the guns go to it. Yeah, but but that's that's not a missile. I th- I th- that's I think a trick it question. Like, then it, it, it was like a machine gun, right? Because because it, it was yeah. like you could shoot around corners and shit with yeah. it. Yeah. So submachine gun. Yeah. Got it. Boom. Well, it's a homing machine gun, so it's like a trick question. All that right. was like the best fucking gun in that game. Yeah, it was awesome. Which of these <laughs> PS4 PlayStation Studio games has the highest average critic score? Metacritic is it Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon Zero Dawn, Marvel Spider-Man, or God of War 2018? Highest Metacritic was got to be Spider-Man. Mm, I don't know, man. God of War. I'm thinking there. God of War because yeah. Spider-Man, I think, was just the most popular. Well, let's use God of War. Let's do it. Boom, got it. All right, we're coming back. Don't call it a comeback. PS3 era, Sony dabbled in the 3D displays and 3D glasses. Which of these PS3 games did not support stereoscopic 3D? I know Uncharted did. Wipeout HD, I believe, did because we ended up getting an VR version of it. So they already had some of that weirdness in place. I'm gonna. Mm, I'm gonna go when War, iPad was out. I would. It's iPad. Wasn't that kind of old? Was I, that with the move? Was iPad with the move? It, well, it had that PlayStation Eye, which was like the camera for the PS3, and uh, I never played it. But I really think it's iPad or God of War Ascension. I mean, it's definitely one of those two, but I don't know which. Do you remember that 3D TV that that Sony put out? Yeah. I really wanted one of those. I did too, and they discontinued it Uh, before I could buy it. I I saw that people were getting them for like 100 bucks for a while towards the end of its life cycle at Best Buy. Yeah. That would have been fucking rad to have one of those. All right. um, iPad? What do you think? It's either that or God God of War. I mean, we'll go iPad because let's just go iPad. It's got to work. God fucking Christ. All right. Excuse my language. All right. Ico is the predecessor to which other PS2 classic? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Eight, dude. Eight out of 15. It's better than half. Six out of 10 PlayStation enthusiasts. Hey, not bad. You know your PlayStation. No, we don't, apparently. We don't know those questions. (laughs) Thanks for being so kind to us. Well, thanks for listening to us take the PlayStation quiz. And uh, let's move into the news, Jake. The PlayStation Plus games were announced for May of 2022. And they are as follows. FIFA 22, Curse of the Dead Gods, and Tribes of Midgar. Um, We have to pick one for May so that we can dabble in. You've already played Curse of the Dead Gods, but you said you were interested because they were rolling out specific things for PlayStation, for the PlayStation version of this game. I think so, they're upgrading it. He, here's my opinion. Um, and I, I don't really care. If we did Curse of the Dead Gods, that would be fine by me because it means I wouldn't have to play it because I already know everything about it. Mm. I would be into FIFA, but I don't know that that's a very exciting one. I don't think so our to, audience to would to like me, that. To me, it seems like Tribes of Midgar is like the the best option for us. But yeah, but I know you have. And the other thing about Curse of the Dead Gods is that Curse of the Dead Gods is very similar to the game we picked last month, Slay the Spire. 
Right. In terms of like its structure, not necessarily its gameplay. You know, Slay the Spire is a card game, whereas Curse of the Dead Gods is an action RPG. But they're both like structurally the same kind, the same game, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I mean, obviously you're allotted your input on this. But to me, Tribes, I was afraid that Tribes of Midgar wasn't going to work because I thought it was a multiplayer only game. But I guess you can play it solo. So probably not since meant that's true. to be played solo though. So I don't know. I mean, it it could maybe the game scales if you play it by yourself, which is fine because yeah. I think you can play it with up to four other people. I will say this: I did tweet the audience, our limited audience, which is limited to begin with, let alone the people who actually follow our account on Twitter. And this is why you should follow us because I put some shit on there once in a while. And I said, "What do you play first? What should our PS Plus game pick be for the month? And we only had four votes, Jake. That's depressing. We need to get those numbers up, people. So, it was a 50-50 tie. Tribes and Curse of the Dead Gods. And then a Dexter Burrock replied and said, Tribes of Midgard looks like a fun co-op. I'm going to give that a go. And I said, let us know what you think. So maybe we should go Tribes. I like the option, though. LJ, our listener, said that maybe I ought to go Curse of the Dead Gods. That way I can provide my opinion on the game since we've heard your opinion already, mm-hmm. which is a valid point also. Uh, do we go splitsies? Do you play one and I play a differ, different one? But then I wouldn't have any opinion on Tribes. What do we do here? We're at an impasse. I mean... That's entirely up to you. Like I said, I've got like, you know. Let's do tribes. We're going to do tribes. Okay. I was going to say, because I got like six to ten hours into Curse of the Dead God, so I've got plenty to say about it. Um, Let's do tribes. I I only say that because PlayStation kind of pushed this game quite a bit before its release. So to me, it looks cool. It looks cool, but I was my only my only concern was that it was a co-op only game. But I did read that you could play it solo, so that kind of made me feel a little bit better about it. And I'll throw this out to the listeners. I would like to have a co-op experience playing this game. So if there are any listeners who want to jump in and play this game a bit with me, you're welcome to do so. You know my handle on the PSN. It's anchorless underscore 81. Add me. Introduce yourself. Don't just add a random friend request. Tell me that you listen to the show and you want to play this game. And I would be okay with that. So... Yeah, we're going to do Tribes of Midgar. You can as well. If you want to play along with us this month for that game, go ahead and download it on the PS Plus, uh, whatever. It's a free game's coming out in May, and then we will talk about it on the last episode of May. We'll give our opinions. We're not going to play the whole thing necessarily. We're going to give it a whirl, right? We're going to step at the plate and take a couple swings at that baseball and see what happens, and we'll be back with a report on Tribes of Midgar. So... We'll remind you next episode also that's our game pick. So, Jake, let's move on to the news a little bit more. Due to players trying to stack their Plus subscriptions with PS Plus codes or just buying PS Plus memberships and stacking them right now because Sony's going to be rolling out these extra tiers, um, PSN, uh, on the PSN, Sony is temporarily blocked the ability to do this right now with the imminent rollout of Plus Premium. So at this They've time, the ability to sign up for PS Plus, no, or to the stack to, it. If you're currently enrolled, okay. you can't purchase more time right now. So Fair at enough. this time, you cannot tack on additional time to your existing subscription. But if you have PS Plus already subscribed for multiple years, 
you're going to, for multiple years, not just one, I think, you're going to get the PS Plus Premium. And if you are subscribed to PS Now, you also will be grandfathered into the PS Plus Premium, which is the mid-level tier. There's no way that if you have PS regular PS Plus, they're giving you If PS you Plus have Premium. stacked it, if you're stacked and you have invested X amount of money into it, they're going to give you the PS Plus Premium. So if you have like two years of PS Plus stacked, that's what I've read. You can but, so you can quote I, me on it. Make any, this doesn't make any sense though. Right. The PS Now definitely gets you the PS Plus Premium. That makes sense. But check into it, Jake. I'm going to continue to move on with the news points. We don't have a whole lot left. Look into what you find because that is what I fucking read. <laughs> the look of confusion on your face. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I'm, it's I'm, so I'm good. Gonna look at, I'm going to look at this a little bit. All right. So the Quarry, the supermassive game that is coming out relatively soon, is going to have 186 different endings. You heard that right. 186 different endings. And it, they went on to explain that a normal movie script is usually around 100 pages. I can't confirm that. I don't know. I'm not in the movie business. But they said this game had 1,000 pages of script. So, in, in in the ending, you know, a lot of these games are like, oh, you know, oh, so-and-so died in your playthrough. So-and-so didn't die. They're saying, like, depending on how you keep people alive, you're going to get completely, like, different branches of characters and locations and things so it's not just whether someone lives or dies at the end of the game. And the game's also gold now, and I am definitely interested. And they did go into detail about how the movie feature will work in an interview with IGN this past week. And we talked about – we had a, a uh, PlayStation podcast titled uh, Self-Driving Games, The Quarry, because it looked like you could just sit back and just watch the game play. They went into a little bit of detail about how that's going to work. It's going to be called Movie Mode, and you're going to have an option to play it in a manner so that everybody lives, play it in a manner that everybody dies, or take the seat of the director in every character you'll get to break down how they are going to react when they're stressed, how they're going to react when they are in peril, how they're going to react with their friends. Are they going to be liars? Are they going to be honest? Are they going to be altruistic? Each character. And then you can just click play, and I guess they just make those fucking decisions on the fly. And uh, you can just see how it rolls out, which is kind of interesting. i got to be honest. This is fucking cool. Yeah, I to think me, it's awesome. To me, this is fucking cool. I don't know that like everybody's going to love it or that it's going to be successful, but I think it's awesome. Like especially if you have people that that like are interested, but maybe they don't. They're more of like the, you know, the 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 YouTube playthrough watcher. They're not like the do it yourself kind of player. Or maybe they're one of those people that get too stressed about making the decisions in the moment, but they really still want to do it, like play the game or experience the game. They can. They can, you know, uh, make the decisions mm. in quotes ahead of time, and then just watch it through, so they don't have to do any of that fucking QTE shit or anything that, that can be really stressful mm. for some people. You know that I understand that's a drawback. Like I know, you know, for my wife, if she was playing, the, like she can't play these games because she can't make the decisions in the time frame required. Decision so, paralysis. Right. So, so having her, giving her the ability to be like, okay. You can watch it, 
but ahead of time, you're going to decide like this is how I want all the people to think and react. Mm-hmm. And then when you then you can just watch it through, and then the decisions are made for you based on the the criteria that you put in at the beginning of the movie mode, which is awesome. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. So so that's that's pretty fucking cool. I found awesome. some I found some additional information. All right, about let me it. pause. Let me pause you, and then we'll come right back to that. The, one last thing about the Corey is in this interview, it wasn't entirely clear whether this feature will be made available in your first playthrough or after you've beaten the game, you can unlock it. But they are going to have a a, a three live system, so you get three lives. In this game, so if you for each character, no, just in general for you oh, as, okay. as the gamer. So like, if you make a decision, you're like, oh shit, I hate the way that plays out. You can walk it back up to three times. Oh, interesting. So you have you have three like redos. Yeah, I like that, hmm. and I don't know if That's that cool. comes standard with the very beginning playthrough, but like it might show up after you've beaten it at least once. I think that's actually awesome because. Inevitably, and every time I play one of these games, like Mass Effect was really bad yeah, about this. You think you're making a decision, but it's you not. think you're making one decision, and it's like, oh, it didn't mean that at all, and like something <laughs> shitty ends up happening because you didn't understand what the game told you it was going to do. Yeah. So I think that's that really cool. is awesome. Yeah, it's neat. But they limit it to three three times on a playthrough, which I think is perfect. I think that's the way it should be. They shouldn't let you fucking redo every goddamn decision in the right, game. Right. Just give you the option, like, if there's a big moment and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to do this, and then you make a decision and your character fucking, you know, walks himself into a meat grinder, then you could be like, <laughs> okay, I didn't fucking mean to do that. Then back it up, and then I can go a ahead and do grinder. you know, yeah. make a different decision. All right. Well, so, go, let's go back to the PS Plus membership thing. What did you find? So out? it's way more complicated than you said. Well, I tried to uh, simplify it, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you have – if you've purchased PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, there's like these tables where like you can convert it. It's like a flowchart. Yeah. So like we'll just we'll say a year of PlayStation Plus, for example. If you have a year of play a year, one year PlayStation Plus voucher, you can convert that to a year of PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the lowest tier of the new PlayStation Plus. Dude, it's like fucking green or, outside right now. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird because you're probably getting what I got like you know <laughs> thirty spooky. minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, keep like um, shit. So like, sorry, you can get a year of the lowest version of the new PlayStation Plus, or you can get two hundred and nineteen days of the middle oh, tier of PlayStation God. Plus, which is extra, or you can get one hundred and eighty three days of the of PlayStation Plus Premium, and it's the same thing with PS Now. If you bought PS Now, like like all these people that bought like fucking 67 years of PlayStation Now because they think it's just going to roll into PS Plus Premium, now it's like, oh, okay, well, you can get PS Plus Premium with that, but you're only getting 183 days, not a full year for a one-year voucher. Yeah. Which is really fucking so Like this is it's so, so. such a con- – like they should have just either – Bit the bullet and said that, like, you're going to get place. They should have just committed to one thing. It's like, okay, 12 months of PS Plus equals 12, 12 months of PS Plus Essential. 12 months of P- 
PS Now equals 12 months of PS Plus Premium or PS Plus, like, let's just say that like, we don't want to give you the, you get the top tier or, or whatever. They should have made it, like, literally one-to-one. They shouldn't have given you these fucking options. Like, because how is this going to work? Or is it going to be like, oh, now on the store, I'm going to, like, get, when I redeem these codes, I'm going to get, like, a fucking option that's like, okay, I'm going to have this for this many. What? Dude, how's this going to work? All they no needed idea. to do, honestly, was just keep <coughs> PlayStation Plus intact until everyone's subscription ran out. But still offer the upgrades, and then when everyone's subscriptions run out, then it's just it's just gone, it's, you know. And then you could be yeah. like, "Oh, I'm the last person with PS Now. I'm the last person. You know, my thing expires tomorrow at seven o'clock p.m." And you could be fucking internet famous for five minutes. Well, the problem is, I, I can see them doing that with PS Plus. <laughs> but the problem with PS Now is that it's like a different service yeah. that I think they're going to start up. So fair enough, that could be problematic. But anywho, th- there could have been an easier way. Let's go on. Let's keep going. Let's keep trucking through the mud here. Final Fantasy 16 is in the final stretch of development, according to the game producer Naoki Yoshida. Square Enix promised more information for the game by the end of the spring, so we're still waiting to see that. So he had a nice little interview with Sony on this PlayStation blog about that. So the game is well on track, apparently. I mean, everyone's wondering, you know, what does that mean? We're at the final stretch. I mean, it just means you're the final stretch. You're almost there. You My know? guess is 2023. Sure. It'll come out. Sure. Maybe spring or something. And then lastly, but not least, I was over at the PlayStation blog, and it looked a little sleeker. I don't know if they did an overhaul to it. It looked like it the the interface like the the every, maybe I'm just imagining things. It just seemed like it was a little cleaner. It looked more like a game media website the way they have it broken down. Um I don't know. I could be wrong, but it looks it looks more like a website and less like a blog. It's just like here, here's this, here's that. That Blood Hunt games out. Yeah, and uh, I guess it's doing pretty well. People are enjoying it, so that's good. Yeah, I I was tempted to download it because it's free to play, but I haven't yet. But anyways, that's really all I have. Um, there is this thing on the blog right now. It's called XO One O N E, not the number one, but it's the spelling of the no- number one. Sci-Fi Adventure XO One comes to PS4 and PS5 this summer. It's feel the flow of flying with gravity thanks to the DualSense controller's haptics. I don't know what X01 is, but it looks like you are flying a spaceship. It looks like a flower kind of like game, but you're just zooming a spaceship around. It actually looks really dope. I'm looking at some of the videos. Have you ever seen this thing before? It looks cool. I don't know who's developing it. Does it say? So this summer, this game's coming out, and this is on the PlayStation blog if you guys want to check that out. But it looks cool. I don't know. But there's always oh I did I did I did see some stuff about this it's it looks pretty interesting yeah like gr- like visually it looks interesting I don't know if it's fun to play yeah but. it looks kind of neat so you're like flying a f- it's like a flying saucer yeah you're just like zooming around in I'm in I'm in we're getting close to the end of the show Jake but let's first talk about the new games coming out this this week May fourth Wildcat Gun Machine on PS5 PS4 May fifth Rift Tracks the game. On PS5, PS4, and PS5, PS4. This game looks awesome. It's called Trek to Yomi. That's that black and white side-scroller samurai game that they showed recently at uh, one of the conferences, I think, or something. But it looked awesome. And that's about all I got for you. We'll be back next week. Jake, you got anything? Mm. Uh, I don't know that I have anything worth talking about. Um... 
watch the now that it's available digitally watch the uncharted movie yeah uh it's like i said it's i say good in quotes <laughs> because it's it's fun but it's it's fun it's entertaining but it's not like it's not like what would be traditionally considered a good movie um yeah i i I don't know how long it's going to take them to make the second one, but I'm I guess a couple years I'm guessing. But like I'm I'm really it's it's actually surprising how excited I am for the future of PlayStation productions. Because this was like the first thing that they came out with that now I I know that they did the Ratchet and Clank movie like 5 years ago, but this is the first thing I think that's come out under the quote unquote PlayStation Productions banner. And like when you start the movie, it has the fucking all cool. the characters. Like it's like whenever you start a PlayStation Studios game, it's got all of the, you know, the characters from from PlayStation First Party. So I'm excited to see what they come up with for The Last of Us. I'm excited to see what uh, Ghost of Tsushima movie looks Twisted like. Metal. I, Twisted Metal. I, I think they even there's even been like some rumblings about maybe God of War, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see like them take a second whack at Ratchet and Clank. I or or like do like a Sly Cooper movie or something like that. Um, there was yeah, going to be a Sly movie, and then it just disappeared. It disappeared. Yeah. So I don't know. The trailer what, was awesome for it. What the heck happened with that? But yeah, I. Uh, I guess we'll get down with some tribes of Midgard for this month. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really have anything else to say. All right. Well, very well. Very well. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is episode 220. Jake, thanks for spending the evening with us. It's 8 o'clock and it's light out. It's weird. It's, it's like 820 and it's like green outside. So um, provided I can get all this stuff uploaded, you guys will be listening to this on Monday. And uh, we will be back next Next week for you all, make sure you get some games in. Go download Tribes of Midgar. Check out some things. Write the show. S- subscribe to us on Twitter. So next time I have a poll, more of you can answer to that. I should have put it on Patreon. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that. But should have. Should have for our patrons. For our patrons. Should have done it on there and then combined all the answers. Anyways, like Bayonetta, Beat Saber, and Blood Hunt. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.